Father, we come before Thy holy and righteous throne. We pray that um, the Holy Spirit would illuminate the Scriptures today, that we would be taught of Christ, taught, taught the things of Christ, that our hearts and minds would be drawn away again from the cares of this world and the troubles of this world and the things going on in our lives, and that for this time that, that we may focus upon Thee, Lord Jesus and that you would be glorified in the preaching of your word and magnified in the preaching of your word and the singing that we do, because you alone are worthy of all the honor, praise, and glory. We love you because you first loved us. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 1, and then put your finger in Genesis, which is where we will be, Genesis chapter 6. But Hebrews chapter, chapter 11, I'm sorry, not chapter 1. The name of the message is Christ is our ark. Christ is our ark. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 1 to 7. And then we'll be over in Genesis chapter 6. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were, worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not, yet, not, not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. So today in the Christ is series, I would like us to look at and consider how Christ is our ark. He's our ark of safety. He's our ark of safety from the wrath and justice of God and from the law of God. And we will see how the ark in Genesis is a picture in the Old Testament of Christ and how that all who were inside that ark were safe. They were all safe. But all outside the ark, the wrath of God fell upon them. Now there's three references in Scripture to arks. And they all have some reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 5, it says this, And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, And her maidens walked along by the riverside, and when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. Now this was a a basket or a small shaped lightweight boat, scripture calls an ark, made of bulrushes. And it was by these means that Moses escaped being drowned by the Egyptian river. And our Lord Jesus Christ is our ark. He's the ark for those who are redeemed by his precious blood. We are saved from being drowned forever in the, in, the, in the lake of fire. We are safe in him. Safe from the condemnation of God. Safe from the wrath of God. Safe from the justice of God. 
in Christ. And then there's also the Ark of the Covenant. Exodus 25.10, Scripture declares this, And they shall make an ark of shittim wood, two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof, and a cubit and a height, half the height thereof. This was a chest of wood covered with gold. Covered with gold. And in it were two tables of the law written with the finger of God written with the finger of God, a sign or token of the special presence of God with the Israelites. And where the ark went, God went with them. And our Lord Jesus Christ is to us that ark, for by him the law was perfectly kept. Perfectly kept. For us. And if we have him, we have God with us as a reconciled The third mention of the ark is in Genesis chapter 6. Turn there if you could. Genesis chapter 6, verses 14 to 16. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it, the length of it, of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. Now this was a boat where Noah and his family were saved. They were saved when all the rest of the world perished. And this is what we'll be looking at today in light of Christ. He is our ark of safety. Others perish, left in their sins. Well, we who are in Christ are safe. Safe. And by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not yet seen, he was moved with fear. And this was a reverent fear. And he prepared an ark believing that what God said would come to pass. Because what God says comes to pass. No matter what we think about it, it shall come to pass. And we see in our text that by faith in Hebrews eleven seven that Noah being warned of God of things not yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark. He prepared an ark. Now, Genesis chapter 6, let's look again at verses 5 to 8. And read the context of the ark being built. In God, verse 5, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Man is contaminated with sin. Everything we do, even after we are saved, is contaminated with sin. And it repented the Lord that he, made them, that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But look at verse 8, beloved. Look at verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Who made Noah to differ? God, amen, brother. God, God made Noah to differ. 
Noah didn't make himself to differ. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Every single believer in Christ finds grace in the eyes of the Lord. Finds grace in the eyes of the Lord. Look at verses 13 and 14. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. Then look at verses 17 and 18. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh. We see that God is absolutely sovereign. He's in full control. He's absolutely sovereign. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. Again in verse 13, the earth is filled with violence through them. And in 17, and behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant. Why? Because he's found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons, and thy wife, and thy sons' wives with thee. Then look at verse 22. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Now the ark is a picture and type of Christ. And that's what I'd like us to consider and look at today. We know the Old Testament proclaims Christ. We know it proclaims Christ. All through it, our Lord said himself, the law and the prophets, they testify of me. And we also know that when the, when the scriptures are mentioned that Peter and Paul preached from, that that was the Old Testament. Because there was no New Testament at that time. So the Old Testament testifies of Christ, proclaims Christ in type, picture, and shadow. So again, I'd like us to look at how the Lord Jesus Christ is our ark of safety. He is to each believer, to all believers, what Noah's ark was to him and his family. The first thing I'd like us to look at and consider is this. The ark was a divine provision. The ark was a divine provision. Look at verses 13 and 14. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood, Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. So before the, before the flood even came, before the flood even came, a means of escape was made for God's people. A means of escape existed in the mind of God. In the mind of God. And note the ark was not provided by him after the rains, but it was constructed before the rains fell. Before the rains fell. And Noah was commanded to construct it before a drop of rain had fallen. So too, beloved of God, the saviorship of Christ was no afterthought with God. When Adam fell, God didn't go to plan B. No, Christ is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. 
It was planned and purposed by our great God and King so that Christ could be the Redeemer of his people. From all eternity, before creation, God had purposed to save a people. To save a people. Unto himself. In the council halls of eternity, the Godhead covenanted together. And therefore, as Revelation 13.8 says, Christ is the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Planned and purposed by God. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Revelation 13.8. So the ark was divine provision for Noah, just as Christ is a divine provision for his people, for his people, for sinners. And it was all planned and purposed by God. By God. Also note how God revealed to Noah his plans and designs and ordered him to build a place of refuge into which he could flee from the impending storm of judgment which was to fall. The ark was no invention of Noah. Had not God revealed his thoughts to him, and think of this, had not God revealed himself and his thoughts to Noah, had not Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, had not Noah been one who was chosen before the foundation of the world, he would have perished just as all the others. The only reason Noah was saved was because he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And Noah did not design the ark. God did. God did. Noah did not plan for his deliverance. God did. God did. God was the one, and think of this, we who are redeemed. God who is the one who has planned and purposed and executed our salvation in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's all of him. It's all of him. God revealed Christ to us by his Holy Spirit, his thoughts of mercy and grace towards us. Otherwise, in our blindness and ignorance, we would never have known. Never. Scripture declares this, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. And what darkness we were in. What darkness we were in before the Lord saved us. God commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He's revealed Christ to his people. The third point I'd like us to consider is the ark was a refuge from divine judgment of divine judgment. All those within the ark were safe, right? Every one of them. They were safe from the divine wrath that was falling upon those outside. The judgment and wrath of God was falling upon those outside. And think of this too. I want us to consider this. It was also falling on that ark. Christ is our substitute. He's our substitute. Dying for his people. But all within the ark were safe. All who were in the ark escaped. All And all who were, who were outside of the ark perished. They perished. They may have climbed up to the top of the hills and, and high trees. and They may have even clung to the side of the ark. But they all perished under God's wrath and judgment. So what do we see there? 
we see that there's no Savior but Christ. There's no Savior but Christ. Only those in the ark were safe. Only those in the ark. Out of him there's no salvation. In him there's no damnation. That's wonderful news for sinners. He's the believer's ark of safety. And he alone is set forth as the ark of safety. There's no other propitiation for sin, right? None. None. Can you pay for one of your sins? I can't pay for any of my sins. Not one of them. But yet Christ is the propitiation for all my sins. He turned away the wrath of God for me. And if you're a believer for you, he's the son, the only son of righteousness. Think of this. There was only one brazen serpent lifted up. Only one. That's a picture of Christ. That's a picture of Christ. There's only one mediator between God and man. That's Christ. That's Christ. There's only one advocate between God and man. Christ. So let us consider in light of this, there's three arcs that we looked at mentioned in Scripture, right? And each is a picture of Christ, who is the only shelter in the only place of safety. The ark of Noah secured those within it from the outpoured wrath of God. The ark which Moses was in protected the young child Moses from the murderous designs of Pharaoh, who is a picture of Satan. And the ark of the covenant sheltered the two tables of stone on which there were inscribed the holy law of God. Each, each one is a picture of Christ. Each ark is a picture of Christ. When we consider the, the three, we learn that the believer is sheltered from God's wrath in Noah's, in the ark, Satan's assault, in Moses being protected, and condemnation from the law of God, which has a claim on every single human being. The ark is a picture of Christ. It's marvelous. The ark of the covenant is a picture of Christ. And the ark that Noah was in is a picture of Christ. A place of safety. The only place of deliverance from the wrath of God. And what a picture. What a picture of Christ. What a picture of Christ. The only Savior of lost sinners. He came to what? Save his people from their sins. And he's a successful Savior. He did it. Matthew 1.21 says he came to save his people from their sins. Well, praise God. Praise God. He did. He did. So just like Noah and his family were safe in the ark, the believer is safe in Christ. Scripture declares this. Neither is there salvation in any other. No other. No other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The fourth point I'd like us to consider is the ark was a place of absolute security. Absolute security. It was pitched within and without. It was watertight. It was absolutely watertight. No water could get in it. And again, the water pitches the wrath of God. The ark is a perfect shelter. A perfect shelter. An absolute perfect shelter. Christ is a perfect shelter for sinners, for his people. Think of this. 
ark is a picture of salvation for the believer has in Christ. The Apostle Paul said your life is hid with Christ. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Those inside the ark were hid from all that was happening outside. All that was happening outside. They were safe. And it was the Lord who shut them in. It was the Lord who shut them in. This was his doing, not their own. God had provided for them even while they were in the ark. And they were kept by the power of God, not by their doing. They were kept by the power of God. So those he saves, he keeps. He keeps. And every blood-bought saint of God is kept by the power of God. Secure in Christ, who is our ark of safety. And all who were in the ark came out of it when the rains had subsided. They all came out. All who were in the ark. What a picture of God not losing one of his sheep. Not one of his sheep. All those who the Father gave him in eternity shall be saved. They will be saved. He will not lose one of them. They will be regenerated by the Holy Spirit of God. They will be made willing to flee to Christ. They will be granted faith and repentance to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus salvation is all of God, not of man. It's all his work. It's all his work. He says this in John 18, 9. The Master says this. Of them which thou gavest me, have I lost none. None. He will not lose one of his sheep. And so the ark pictures the great truth of atonement as well. Look at verse 14 in Genesis chapter 6. And the Hebrew word here used for pitch is an interesting word. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. Now the Hebrew word here is kafar. It's translated 70 times in the Old Testament. To make atonement. To make atonement. Now we know that our studies on the atonement, that the atonement was made by the blood, which provided a covering. It provided a covering for the, for the sin of those who who were offering the sacrifices. And it's a picture of Christ. It's a picture of Christ. The blood of Christ making atonement for his elect, for his people. They are washed and clean in the precious blood, safe under the blood of Christ. Now God is holy. And as such he is of pure eyes than to behold evil. He cannot look upon iniquity. He cannot. He's holy and he's righteous. Hence, sin must be covered. It has to be covered. The believer's sin must be covered. So it's remarkable that this word kafar should be used for the first time in Scripture. Here, in connection with the ark. To teach us that a shelter from God's wrath can only be found beneath the atoning blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. And what a picture of Christ we have before us in these texts. What a picture. The last point I'd like us to look at and consider is the ark only had one door. One door. Look at Genesis chapter 6, verse 16. A window shalt thou make to the ark, 
and in cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. Now salvation is not the work of man. It's not by man's works or decision or prayer. God's people are saved by God alone. By God alone. We're saved by Christ, in Christ, and there's only one way to the Father. There's only one way. One way. Christ. And note, in the ark, there's only one door. There's only one door. One door. One door of salvation for His people. Christ Himself said, I am the door. I'm the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The ark had one door, only one entrance for Noah and his family, and for the animals. Pink brings out that this was the same for the tabernacle. One door. One door. One single entrance. So we can see the type and picture here before us. That there's only one way of escape from the wrath and judgment of God. There's only one way of escape from eternal death. One way. There's only one way of deliverance in and through the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone. One Savior, one Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, He proclaimed this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto me, unto the Father, but by me. One way. One way. So we are saved and kept, not by our works, because if we're saved by Christ alone, we're kept by Christ alone. Because salvation is of the Lord. So we're saved by Christ alone, not by our works. Saved and kept by Christ. And it's all because we have found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That's the only reason. The only reason I differ from my two brothers who are still in the world and all my friends that I grew up with is because I found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That's the only reason. And that's a humbling thing to think. But it's the truth. The believer in Christ has found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Grace. And it's the Lord who shut the door. They went in and the Lord shut the door. It's Him who shut the door. So the ark is a picture of salvation in Christ and Him alone. Look at Genesis chapter 7, verse 16. And they that went in, went in male and female, of all flesh as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. So let us think upon this. A few weeks ago I mentioned how not a drop of rain fell upon those in the ark. Not a drop of rain. The rain pictures the wrath of God, the judgment of God. There is therefore now no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. Do you know what the word condemnation means there? No judgment. No judgment. My sins, and and if you're a believer, your sins were judged at Calvary's cross. Paid for. Bought. There's no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. Not a drop of the wrath of God falls upon his people. He bore, Christ bore the full wrath of God as our substitute. And this is wonderful news. 
wonderful news that our salvation is in Christ and Him alone, that we are complete in Him. Complete in Him. So what a picture of what Christ has done for His people. All those who were in that ark were safe. And as I said, the rain pelted the ark. Pelted the ark. The fury of that rain hit the ark. But everyone inside was safe. Think of this. Christ dying upon the cross, the sinner's substitute. And the wrath of God is poured out upon him for the sins of all his people, for the sins of his elect. That we, that not a drop of the wrath of God may fall upon us. What a Savior. What a Redeemer is Jesus Christ our Lord. And now we live a life of resting and trusting and reposing in Christ. And that's the hardest thing for us to do, isn't it? Just to trust the Lord. Just to rest in the Lord. Knowing that my salvation is not dependent upon my works but it's dependent upon what Christ has done. That gives us such freedom and such liberty, doesn't it? My, what a Savior. What a Redeemer is Christ Jesus. And then, as a result of that, we give Him all the glory. And we give Him all the praise and all the honor. What a Savior. Heavenly Father, we come before Thee rejoicing in what we have seen today, that Christ is our ark of safety. We are safe from the wrath and condemnation of thy law. And the one who gave the law fulfilled the law in our place. What a Savior. What a Redeemer. Lord, may we glorify thee today and magnify your name. May we leave here rejoicing in the wondrous salvation that we have in thee. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.